My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. Brains splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Things upset me. What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star, and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we actually talk about dead girls. I had my issues mixed up, Gary. This is the dead girl issue. <laughs> yep. God <Yep>. damn it. <laughs> Didn't talk about any dead girls in the last issue. That was my whole intro. Fucked up. Nope. Um, uh, yeah, this, this, is, uh, this is the introduction of one of the major X, Forest X to X characters. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Um, the hurricanes have not technically stopped. Like, there's one in the Gulf right now. <laughs> it's fucking November. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw any of the path, by the way, on this latest one on, on Ida or Etta. I don't know how you say it. But it literally, like, it was headed northwest and then, like, zagged northeast and then, like, zagged northwest going back towards Louisiana. And I'm like, are you? fucking kidding me and finally like it's come back <laughs> northeast so it's hitting mostly florida but like technically the the quote-unquote cone of uncertainty which is like the area that a hurricane might hit because they don't really can't predict 100 percent. like it technically hit louisiana so like that's been eight storms mm. that we've been the target of in, in 2020 like fucking insane jesus dude. christ um yeah but for the most part everything has been fine hunky dory we're about to start building a barn i think which is gonna be super interesting so yeah yeah because you're gonna become a horseman uh no i'm not <laughs> i'm not a, not a single no. not a single bit this is gonna be all autumn man like i've already told her like this no. is picking up the shit uh feeding the horses watering the horses <laughs> this is all your game i will be on the xbox like you don't ask me <laughs> i don't ask you to get my xbox achievements and you don't need to ask me to pick up the horse shit and then we will have a nice horse, relationship. horse achievements yeah. yeah you're gonna become a horse husband i will be you know i'll be an instagram boyfriend i'll be a horse husband I, I you know i can be a lot of things but i will no. not be a horse horse wife guy horse wife guy love yeah. it dude absolutely love it 100 <laughs> percent into it yeah i posted yesterday asking yeah. if uh being 40 because i turned 40 uh day after tomorrow um if being 40 was too old to become a synth guy and according mm-hmm. to all of twitter it, it's 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 very recommended that i become a synth guy in my 40s so <laughs> it's actually it's actually a really good age for it because that shit's expensive yeah dude this dude um, not, not yeah. to not to blast anybody on twitter but this guy like and i and they follow me like in a, but i just i didn't happen to recognize their name or icon or whatever and uh they were like yeah this is the best one that i've seen lately and it looks really cool so of course i clicked on it and it's just a slab of electronic with like forty thousand knobs on it and so i was like what makes this yeah. what makes this interesting so i'm clicking through and i'm like okay priced availability 1500 euros excuse me sir (laughs) yeah i mean you know it's really expensive to get into the kind of knobs and patch cable style uh synthesizers well your 1500 euros do come with 30 cables i did notice that (laughs) (laughs) uh now that you're a horsewife guy um i've been i go to the oregon humane society website okay i'll have to browse uh you know new pets because i've been thinking about getting a dog or a second cat and uh, the four categories are dogs, cats, small pets, and then horses mm-hmm. is the fourth category. So, like, in Oregon, at the very least, you can just straight up go to the Humane Society and just grab yourself a horse. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. If you want. There's, um, yeah. 
like Louisiana is kind of known. There's one particular parish in Louisiana is known for having people that seriously mistreat horses. Um, so you know, oh, they, re- <laughs> they regularly have to go and, and rescue. Known, known to whom? Like known to other horses or like? <laughs> no, I don't think the horses really have any kind of understanding about what's going on. Unfortunately, like uh, I feel like we've trained the warning system for that out of them. Um, but no, kind of known like around to, from to horse people of like, oh yeah, these people all treat their horses terribly, and it's mostly just like because it's in the news or whatever like which they had to go and rescue 45 yeah, horses news. um so yeah like there's there's a bunch of like you know we have willie nelson used to do a big thing of trying to rescue horses uh that was his big thing so mm-hmm. they wouldn't get um you know ground up into meat and and all that kind of stuff um but yeah it's it's super you can just go adopt a horse if you want to uh, it's it's you know hmm. it's what you do shit's wild shit is crazy man go yeah. adopt a horse gary I should I should probably become a horse guy. It's not too late for me. <laughs> 40, 40, for 40 a is a great place now. to start because it's so expensive. Uh, it's so expensive. I just start, you know, and just me just trying to like feed my horse like leftover Halloween candy and shit yep. and trying to feed it and keep it alive. Just failing miserably. Autumn has been making <sighs> these like, um, really incredible like uh, cookies that are in the shape of a horse head. And um, mm-hmm. she does it because she'll, she'll go to these trade shows or whatever, and she likes to bring like, you know, little you know, sweets and she gives them out and she, mm-hmm. but she decorates them. Um, so that they the horse heads all look like her friends horses um so it's okay. extremely cute so people are like oh you got to do some for me next time and all that other stuff um but she was super excited because she went to see beasley who she hadn't seen for a while because beasley lives a little far away from us nowadays beasley is a horse for listeners. beasley's a horse yes um and beasley was a hundred percent not interested in the cookies and like autumn like managed her to take one bite <laughs> and she's got it on video of literally the horse like turning away and like spitting and coughing the cookie out and she's like well you know what fuck you i spent a lot of time on that cookie it's <laughs> very uh, funny to me <clears throat> um i love this cover of this issue yes uh, it's incredibly retro, like bringing back dialogue on covers. I, uh, I we, we saw this earlier too with the Wolverine cover, yeah. and I I'm just 100 yeah. percent into it. Uh, this one, you know, there's a big skeletal hand pointing at uh, the anarchist Hugo Girl and Mister Sensitive and Dupe, and uh, it's a, then they're just doing exposition. It's the Specter of Death, and it's pointing at one of us. But who? Very nice. Um, yeah. And we start this at a kind of like after a mission that seems to have gone badly. The press has surrounded um, all of our team, which at this point is just like the main five, right? So we've got Anarchist, mm-hmm. we've got Guy, we've got Edie. Uh, well, and and the Spike. So the six. And the Spike, yeah. I forgot about the Spike. Um, also... I never forget about the Spike. Uh, Miles, who is the Inviscerator? I can't remember his... The Vivisector. Vivisector, yeah, that's it. Um, and Fat. Um, mm-hmm. And... They're, the, the news people are like, how many civilian deaths do you think that there are? Uh, and they're kind of pushing back against this and saying like, hey, look, we, we, we tried our best and not all the bad guys were, were wearing name badges that said bad guys, right? Like, so some people got hurt. Um, but yeah. something, something bad happened on this mission. Yeah. And this whole, this whole issue is uh, interior text from Mr. Sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of about his existential crisis about the team. Like, I'm not sure what X-Force stands for, but I don't think it's this. Um, you know, and the mission was going bad and it's him kind of recounting the dysfunction in the team. You know, it's supposed to be an easy mission. That's something that happens a lot. Like all the missions are supposed to be easy missions. Yes. Um, you know, the spike and the anarchist are, uh, engaging this rivalry where they're not really paying attention to the rest of the team. They're just trying to outshine each other. Um, you know, fat and vivisector are like a team within a team. You know, they're, they're basically ignored, you know, they're isolated, Mm -hmm. uh, here. And he, now that he started a relationship with Edie, can't help trying to pull her out of the line of fire. 
and uh, and she has no interest in it. You have air sex one time with the girl, and then all of a sudden you catch feelings. <laughs> like, um, you know, and uh, they had to wait around for the networks to come film it. And while they do, there's a huge protest about them, like that they shouldn't be there. So it's just like all kinds of bad feelings. Um, and then this ends. I love this line where he's like, and for the record, the civilian death count was between six and 18, depending on your politics. <laughs> you know <laughs> like really, what a really great good line, line. <laughs> yeah like, really really good um you know and we go we go to the meeting with spike freeman um and he introduces this name change like you know we as we mentioned this book turns into ecstatics mm-hmm. um he says they don't own the name uh x-force they have to pay a, a royalty to x-force which i love like the idea of cable getting like a check for Absolutely, like man. 416 dollars a month yeah dude like you know with his bionic arm and like endorsing it like with a laser beam or something cable going it's, through the drive-thru and them telling him like sir you have to be in a vehicle to be in the drive-thru and him getting really mad about i it. am a vehicle soldier <laughs> i am 90 percent vehicle <laughs> i am from the future god damn it <laughs> you can't yeah. tell me what to do <laughs> like, like just endorsing these baby checks for name rights fucking you know? hilarious to me yeah um and then of course there's the the conversation about the new recruit uh which leads us to uh the the title of this issue which is one of us and three of our teams going to um a graveyard to go recruit uh dead girl and mm-hmm. also around this like going going through the process of trying to come up with names uh if you've ever tried to name anything you've probably been through this it's really difficult to name stuff i have a really really hard time with it so yeah yeah um and they have to have the x yes you know they talk about it as a marketing thing which is meta obviously Mm -hmm. uh because this is kind of an x book yep um they're in the graveyard looking uh in this mausoleum for for dead girl to give her the good news and this gigantic uh creature uh pops up uh behind them they don't know what it is uh but the anarchist is immediately like that's death um i love the anarchist's characterization like he is paranoid and superstitious yes um, and that's been, you know, that's going to be true throughout the the entire thing. Um, and this gigantic, like corpse golem, this like fucking Gravelord Nito. I was, critter. I'm so glad you went there. Cause I'm like, dude, Graveyard Nito without clothes, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Gravelord serpent is Computer, show me nude no Nito. <laughs> show me nude Nito. Siri. Is there a way to generate a nude Nito? <laughs> Does not compute. Nude Nito. Did you, uh, um, this is obviously off topic, but I didn't know that there was a roguelike mod for Dark Souls 1 on PC now. Have you seen this? I I did know about that. That's something that we've been kicking around covering for Bonfireside Chat. So, uh, and I haven't started it because video games haven't been bringing me joy. Sure. Yeah, me but, either. I haven't, I haven't turned on a video game console, which makes like yeah. trying to track down a $500 console this week like kind of weird for it me. Just doesn't, yeah, it's kind of lose-lose proposition. <laughs> like, it doesn't feel good. Like, at some point, I'll do it. I know. But like, not right this second, everybody. I need a mental health month or two. Yeah, the idea like, of, of, I don't know. And I'm probably, like, tomorrow is the day to try to get them right. And it's also my birthday. So Autumn is like, you need to get one. And, you know, that could be your birthday present and i'm like yeah but i just literally haven't opened yeah. a video game in like t- two weeks so what do i, yeah. what do I, do I want to go stand in line at a GameStop for my birthday Fuck no you know when i can get one a month later and probably be fine yeah yeah you know um but yeah this is new nito and um new nito kind of points at all of them and it, it creates like immediately anarchist is like he's saying that i'm going to die uh, he's pointing at me mm-hmm. and then like everybody is arguing and like no no he's pointing at me i'm going to die <laughs> like it's kind of a weird yeah, competition yeah. Oh, well maybe we're all going to die like they don't really know what's happening in this um i love that uh the anarchist you know this characterization of him being so uh, paranoid about dying makes sense as like one of two survivors of the very first like boys are us massacre you know like he has been close to death a bunch uh here we cut to them in the shower 
Um, I love you know, anytime they show Mr. Sensitive's like special equipment, I really like it. Like his weird misting station. <laughs> I like when you, you know? special equipment just sounds so dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super dirty, man. Um, and we, we, he canonically has a gigantic hog. Excellent. Good. You know, because you know, the, the one time they saw it. So, but, uh, he's, he's reiterating this, like, you know, you know what I was saying? Like when the spike joins, it's not like they're going to want multiple black people. Like I'm going to die. Yeah. He joins. I'm the older guy who's going to get killed. Um, we go from here to a meeting uh, with Spike, the owner of X Force, who is mm-hmm. bringing in a CIA agent um, who immediately comes in with a lot of attitude, saying, uh, "Let's get this straight. I hate you and everything you stand for. You are the putrid underbelly of American society, and nothing would please me more than to see you eradicated from God's good earth. I hope we can work together." Yeah. Like I really like this, like the kind of smarmy, slimy CIA agent. Um, big unibrow on this guy yeah huge unibrow energy um and you know this is for their next mission um you know it's like you're gonna go up against aliens they're not really aliens and you have to lose um and he explains it like what this is is he's going to save them because a few issues ago when mr sensitive gave up uh paco perez you know and 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 did not allow him to be dissected um he made a lot of enemies here um, you know, they, they, uh, guy snaps and backhands him, you know, uh, the CIA agent continues to talk shit and, uh, Edie like teleports him away. But before that happens, there's like a little, little note where, uh, Vivisector and Fat are just kind of like being the class clowns in the back of the room, you know, joking about this shit. And he says like, what about the, uh, Vivisector says, what about the exfoliates? And Fat says, bro, isn't that a little too gay? And he says, Fat, can anything be too gay? And they start, like, they grab hands. Nice. And the Spike does not like this. The Spike. Because he's a homophobe. <laughs> it's like a fucking Telltale yeah. thing, dude. Like, the Spike will remember <laughs> the this. The Spike will remember this. <laughs> yeah, like. um, and Edie, meanwhile, has teleported uh, her herself and the CIA agent, like, above this huge chasm somewhere. And is basically being like, hey, like, I, you, you need to drop all of this bullshit. Like, guy is... Um, if you ha- if you try to harm guy with this like i will come after you like you're i'm I not yeah. afraid to fuck you up basically yeah i am i'm capable of such terrible acts of violence that it scares me you know and he says like if you care about guy you should be thanking me um she teleports him back and they kind of learn what it is uh so those you know as i mentioned the uh multinational medical companies were upset about that and uh you know guy made the choice without consulting the team to save paco perez and if they don't do this mission, so basically the CIA owes them a favor. It was the, uh, the medical companies a favor. So this is to get the C- the medical companies off of X-Force, because if they don't do this, they're going to release a bunch of commercials with terminally sick kids saying that these kids would have had a chance if it wasn't for this man. <laughs> Uh, and then just show pictures of Guy Smith, which is <laughs> shitty. It's super shitty. And I kind of um, wish we would do that with actual pharmaceutical companies, to be honest with you. Like, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is this is the guy, the re- this is the reason why insulin costs so much. Yeah, this is that Bam. dude that had that Wu-Tang album, right? I can't remember who's, who yeah, his yeah. name this was. Yeah, yeah. This is Martin Scrooge. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is, you know, obviously a big existential day for uh, Guy Smith. You know, he's talking about, he's thinking back to that mission. Like, you know, they're they're in this, like area uh, this like war-torn area of for for war crimes he could have rescued this girl and he didn't yeah um he's like maybe i deserve to die maybe that's why the grim reaper was pointed at me you know uh so they explain the mission like uh they, they come back to the other re-meet you're meeting another day in the theater and he explains what they're gonna have to do yeah yeah 
Um, so the CIA um, basically covered up uh, uh, an illegal experiment on a bunch of death row inmates. Um, basically, they were turning them into mutants that they could control, mutant soldiers. Like it's kind of a, a pretty stock plotline in a lot of the stuff like the government trying to mm-hmm. create these superpowered only of course it's it's now backfired uh and they had to cover everything yeah. up with a fire uh in the meantime the these uh i can't remember what they call them it's like the burger or something the the bush ringers the bush ringers i don't know where i got burgers from yeah what, no it, it's not the burger boys burger boys uh they they, they said that because you go girl says like why did you gather a bunch of you know uh psychopath like murderers and stuff people on death row to do this whose idea was that and he goes i'll give you a clue the the creatures were known as the bush rangers yeah this is some gw <laughs> some easy gw uh, commentary yeah. um there's also a little foreshadowing here where the spike is like you know most of them are black people like you just chose black people to experiment on and vivisector's like is death row like what did you expect it's like yeah we just took what was there you know we we weren't doing this specifically to be racist this will end up playing into uh later yes uh stuff uh so they made them but they fucked up their heads like they did not make them obedient uh, so they're still psychopaths, killers, and rapists and stuff. They just have incredibly uh, intense mutant powers. And almost immediately after this is presented of like, we've got to go to space, you've got to lose this battle, everybody kind of revolts. Like, every, uh, yeah. Anarchist is immediately like, I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't, like, you know, guy made that call. I didn't have anything to do with it. Why, why, do, I, I didn't endanger anybody from, you know, any kids from being <laughs> cured by, cured mm-hmm. from a disease. Like, this is all guy. And of course, Fat chimes in too. Is like, guy made the call. He can take the fall. Um, and guy eventually just says, okay, like, that's, you're all fair. Like, let's be quiet. We all have to vote on this. Like, let's make this a team effort. Um, and surprisingly, yeah. like, it, it goes pretty much down the party lines as you might expect, but surprisingly, the spike. Uh, votes for to stay with guy and to actually go on the mission which is kind of you know yeah usual just just to be on the other side from the anarchist you know and the anarchist says like you might feel different if death had pointed at you and he's like what is this bullshit you know like this old man is superstitious like i'm i'm brave like he's posturing you know uh so it looks like it's three for three as a stalemate but then dead girl shows up and joins guy yep uh, there, so four to three. There's a really good like where the CIA agent goes. Democracy wins again, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and he says, you know, the agency would be more comfortable if Edie was the leader. Uh, she pushes back on this, and he originally thinks that is uh, her being loyal, but really, she's like, I'm not going to be the leader right before we do a mission where we have to lose it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not stupid. I'm not going to use all of <laughs> my know? Phoenix now on the mission that I have that I have to lose against this boss, man. Like, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we we can we can do better than that. I'm not an idiot. I still want to be leader, but I'm not going to take this fall for you. Yeah. Um and it ends with his monologue like, "Oh, so this is what X-Force is about, like saving uh the world from aliens who aren't la- aliens knowing we're going to lose." And wondering which one of us is going to die. And they are like um, dressed up in, um, you know, spacesuits and like getting onto a spaceship to go fucking like take care of this. And it feels very like, like throughout this, he's been obviously saying like, what does X-Force stand for? And like, this feels like some superhero shit that you would think, oh, this is what a superhero team stands for is like going into space, yeah. rescuing a bunch of hostages. Yep. Uh, but in, in fact, it, there's obviously like a twist to it. There's a lot more to the story. Oh, yes. Uh, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into end the next episode absolutely um yeah. thank you everybody for listening if you like the episode and you want to support the podcast patreon.com slash duck tv is the place to do it also ratings and reviews help us out a lot and tell your friends like if you've got anybody that's mm-hmm. even casually interested in x-men or whatever send them our way like maybe they won't like us but at least they'll yeah. try us right like that's all that matters yeah. is that they try they might like us they might
We're nice. I would listen to that first that pilot episode we did. What feels like eighteen thousand years ago. Like I wonder what the energy <laughs> in that is like. I feel like it's basically the same energy though. Like I don't feel like we've changed yeah. dramatically over the years. We can, yeah, maybe I'll I'll check that out. Maybe we'll record a commentary for the the like four year anniversary or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been doing uh, some commentary episodes with Will on everything to Guppy, which is also mm-hmm. available on the Patreon, by the way. Um, Chris and I have been doing that for Supernatural too, and we were talking about the other day of like actually because neither one of us has sat down and like listened to that after the fact, and like just the idea mm-hmm. of sitting down with uh your your significant other and being like, okay, wait, shh, hold on, I'm about to tell a really good joke. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> just the idea of listening to your own commentary on something is just horrifying to me so listening to it like hearing like having a significant other listen to your own podcast like is is already a thing mm-hmm. you know that's hard like where like sometimes you know it's it's nice and then you'll walk in and be like oh that's me that's not okay yeah you know that, that i i was uh when i visited my friend in new york and he had a mix cd and he had put on a song from one of my old bands on it and i uh like wanted to die like it, it was very flattering but it was really really hard and i was like we have to skip this like, <laughs> we can't do this this is this is way too weird like who do you think i am like i'm not like prince or kanye or something i can't just sit here and listen to my own music God, that's my favorite aziz you know? story of all time um where he, t- yeah, t- he yeah. tells an anecdote about just going to kanye's house and kanye's just like i love this shit and just does bopping his own cd <laughs> when, I, like, when i picked you yeah. up from the airport uh when you came down to visit uh i had been listening to bonfire side chat up until i'd like pulled into the pickup line it was like okay i have to turn this off because it'll be weird <laughs> otherwise so i appreciate it's <laughs> good of you dude <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's not it's not it's not even like a hearing my own voice thing it's more just like i don't want to think about it no absolutely not and it's just intensely uncomfortable if you're in the same like vehicle and like somebody is listening to you talking and you're not actually talking like it's just intensely uncomfortable completely like it's it's yeah even though like i will listen to my own podcast to check like audio quality and to like remember something that we talked about so that on the next thing that we we talk about it like i'll have fresh memory of it or something but no yeah. no not, not ever in, yeah, in the no, car no. with somebody or god forbid in the and just in a house yeah like in, in a jail <laughs> yeah like, so like a solitary uh, an ironic hell <laughs> <laughs> so if you need more ironic hell podcast listening go to daysoffuturecast.com and uh we'll be back in a couple of days with more x-force